Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Hey everyone, welcome and happy new year. Welcome to 2018. I'm Jeremiah Isley. I'm your host, and this is That's How I Roll. It's the podcast about the games we play and, of course, the lives that we live. This is a special episode. I've got some cool stuff coming up, so let's jump right in with a quick rundown. So we are going to kick things off with a a contest announcement. That's right, I teased it last week, and I am coming through with that promise. I've got a, a really cool contest that I think you'll be excited about, and I think you will enjoy. And this is also a special top 10 of 2017 list here for That's How I Roll. So most of the games that you're going to hear on the list are games that were reviewed here on That's How I Roll, so you can kind of go back and listen to those episodes where I did a drive-by review, but there's a good handful of them that are not reviewed here. They are elsewhere, or I just maybe talked about them in passing. Uh, There's a few that maybe made the list that I didn't get to mention yet because I played them sort of right at the tail end of 2017. That's what we've got for this episode. Um, So strap in, let's get this thing going and start off 2018 with some fun, cool stuff. All right, so here we go. It is contest time, and I am giving away, for starters, I'm actually working on maybe adding to this pot a little bit, this jackpot, if you will, but I am going to start off with a brand new copy of Spoils of War from Arcane Wonders. If you don't know about this game, it's a lot of fun, actually. It is basically liar's dice with a set collection element to it so the whole the whole game is driven by the liar's dice mechanic you have dice that you shake up and put under a cup and then there's this bidding that happens where people are kind of bidding on how many of a certain number are showing on all the dice around the table well once you do once you go through that portion of the game There is a set collection element where people bet on who's right and who is bluffing and and things like that. And then you collect these cards and then you score points at the end of the game by cards that are collected. There's no player elimination like Liar's Dice, but uh, it's, it's all about this set collection and scoring points and being right at the end of the game and having the most points. So that is up for grabs. I'm giving it away completely free. I'll ship it right to your doorstep. I'm telling you, it's super awesome, right? Who who wouldn't want a free game? I know we just went through Christmas. I know that a lot of people got games, and that's great, but what's wrong with one more? All right, so here's how you enter this contest. It's very, very easy. Here's exactly what you have to do. One, you have to be on Twitter. Two, you have to follow at Theology of Games. So there's two pretty easy steps. You've probably already got a Twitter account and you maybe already follow Theology of Games. And then what I need you to do is simply tweet the name of your favorite game from 2017 using the hashtag T 
TOG role. Okay, so that's theology of games role for this podcast. That's all I need you to do. We're not gonna here's and here's why I, I, I'm kind of specific about that. I I want this to be a contest for folks who are listening to the show. I will tweet out a whole bunch of links and put stuff on Facebook and we'll boost some of that stuff. So people will come and listen to this episode, but I want people who listen to the show to have the first crack at entering in on this contest. So if you've listened to this episode, you know that all you need to tweet is the name of your favorite game from 2017 and the hashtag TOG roll. Tweet that at Theology of Games and that's it you're entered um you have to enter by the end of january so i will drop a very short special episode announcing the winner on january 31st so on january 30th by 11:59 p.m go ahead and make sure that you've entered because at that time eastern standard time i will pick the winner using that hashtag at theology of games hashtag tog roll so there it is. That's the contest. Get your tweets in there and get entered. And I'm looking forward to giving that game away to one of you lucky listeners. Let's jump into the top 10 list. So again, these are games mostly that were pl- are reviewed um, here on That's How I Roll. But like I said, there's a few games that didn't make the review schedule simply because I just ran out of time or whatnot, but uh, are still great games nonetheless. All right, so let's get this thing rolling here with number 10. Number 10 is <laughs> it's the prize for the contest this month. It's Spoils of War. I talked about it a little bit in the intro. It's fun. It's social. It's bluffing. It's... Liar's Dice, which is a great game for non-gamers, for gamers alike, and it is, it's Liar's of Dice, or (laughs) Liar's of Dice, Liar's Dice with just a little bit more, but not enough to make it clunky or unfun or too fiddly. It's just enough, and it's a lot of fun, and like I said, there's no player elimination, so there's no, I'm out of the game, and I sit around and watch the rest of the game finish, because... I can't do anything now. It's fully engaged. It's it's a lot of fun. So check out Spoils of War because it's number 10 on the top 10 of 2017. Number nine is Oracle of Delphi, which is a Steffenfeld design. It's a race game based on Greek mythology. Basically, the whole, the whole uh, theme of it is that you are trying to complete tasks and then get back to Odin and... Um, show him that you've completed these tasks, and you're so you're sh- you're sailing around, you're you're building temples, you're defeating monsters, you're doing all this kind of cool stuff. Um, and it's very it's very open world. It's kind of like sandbox where you can just go wherever you want and whatever you think is the best path to go to these different islands and do these things. So really fun, really, it, it seems like it'd be a hot mess. There's just a ton of components and lots of stuff. When you open the box, you're like, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming, but it really isn't. It's very cool, it's very fun, and uh, it, really solid design, and I, I enjoyed it. Definitely a solid, great game, and another, another Feld great, Oracle of Delphi. 
Number eight is Element from Rather Dashing Games. Element is a is an abstract game, and I really, I, I the more I play this game, the more I like it. We saw it or, at Origins this year, and that's where I was first introduced to the game and got my copy. You are playing a sage, and one of your sa- you are one of the sages of an element. So there's earth, wind, fire, and water. And you are trying to, basically you're trying to capture another sage. But if you're playing with four players, you are only trying to capture the sage to your right which means the sage on your left is also trying to capture you. Um, So there's none of this like, oh, you did something bad to me, now I have to retaliate. You kind of just have to like deal with that and get away from things that are happening to you while also trying to make things happen to the person that's next to you. The game's real basic. You pull stones out of a bag and they are either, they're one of the four elements and when you play them, they react in different ways. Some some of them block movement differently. Some of them allow you to jump them because the wind allows you to do that. Some of them move. Some of them spread. Fire spreads. So it's uh, really thematic for an abstract, but it is a lot of fun. I've played it. Again, this is a gamer game, but I, I just pulled it out with my wife and a friend of hers. And, and we had some friends over, and they enjoyed it greatly. So non-gamers, casual gamers, uh, it, it hits on all levels. It's a really solid design from uh, Rather Dashing Games. I, I really like this one a lot. So it made it onto the top 10 list for 2017, and that's Element, once again, from Rather Dashing Games. Number seven is, is a little sneaky game that I don't know that a whole lot of people know about this one. It was a Kickstarter that published this year. I think it debuted actually at Gen Con, and it is Campy Creatures. I've actually talked about this one a lot recently, um, both here on That's How I Roll, and we discussed it in some detail on the last episode of Theology of Games podcast. Campy Creatures is... Again, it's a fun, it's a filler type game. So, you know, you're not expecting a full 60 to 90 to 120 minute game here. Uh, But it is simultaneous action selection uh, while you're trying to collect sets. So there's these mortal cards that come out and they score points in different ways. Or they, they give you these negative points if you collect the wrong ones. But your hand is the exact same as everyone else's hand. And you have these monsters that you use to go out, these campy creatures that are all like 50s and 60s sci-fi. You know, there's the blob and the werewolf and uh, King Kong and all of these different types of classic tropes that you see in in old scary movies. And they all have an ability and they have a power level. And the highest power level is going to be able to capture the first mortal and have first choice unless there's an ability that that changes that. Really, really fun game. And by the way, it's gorgeous. I I know I've said this a lot in, in past episodes, but it is some of my favorite artwork that I've seen in a long, long time. All the cards look like these classic movie poster type paintings. And they're just so well done. I really, really enjoy it. And I think you will too. So it made the list at number seven. 
Again, that's Campy Creatures, and that's from Keymaster Games. Right, we are up to number six. Number six is, well, it's a popular one, and maybe folks are going to give me some crap because I put some other games ahead of it, but it's King Domino. King Domino is a great game, and really, this this sort of middle of the pack here, anywhere between like three or four down to seven or eight, it's it, they're separated by such a razor thin margin there's some really really good games on this list king domino is one of them it's from blue orange games it won the spiel des jars this year which is the big big game award thing that they do in germany so you've probably heard of this game and it's wonderful it's a great game my kids love it uh, i've played it with gamers non-gamers lots and lots and lots of fun um very very quick playing game, very easily accessible, but the decision making is great. I've heard Queen Domino, which is the sequel to this and also can be an add-on, is even better. It's a fantastic addition to the King Domino franchise. I won't go too much into detail about this because you probably have heard a lot about it, but King Domino is fantastic. Go check it out. It's number six on the list for 2017. That brings us to number five. Number five is Sagrada from Floodgate Games. Wow, this is another one of those games that, one, is just gorgeous. Uh, cool components. These Each player gets this stained glass window piece, and it has this grid on the bottom of it that you can slide cards in and out of depending on how difficult of a game you want it to be for you. Then there's this bag full of colored dice, which are amazing. They're just clear six-sided die. There's just, you know, a bunch of D6. But the way the colors work with the stained glass pieces, it's just a, a visually stunning game. Oh, by the way, it's really fun too. So the way you score points in Sagrada is different every time. There's a, a, a small deck of cards and you deal three of those cards out, much like Kingdom Builder from Queen Games. And those determine how you score points for this game. So it could be getting colors that are diagonal across, you score a point for each of those. Or if you get a different color in each of the four spots of a column, you'll score a certain amount of points for that. So it, it, there's just a lot of different ways that you can score points and it's always a different combination every time you play so the replayability is high but the way that you play is, is also just super easy to learn it's all dice drafting you you pull out of the bag the number of players plus one and then starting with the player that rolled them they'll draft one and then it kind of snakes it, it goes to the last player the last player gets to draft two dice at that time and then it goes back with players taking turns drafting dice it's it's a fun really fun game it's almost like a sudoku type puzzle where you can't put the same number next to each other orthogonally and you can't put the same color next to another color of the same kind orthogonally and it's great you play 10 rounds the extra die that you drew ends up going on the round counter so you you put the die up there and it's this nice little easy track that keeps track of the rounds. 
at the last round, you used all the dice. Hopefully you filled your window and then you score points according to the cards that were dealt. It's it's great. It's so fun. Um, again, this is one that casual gamers, it's a really good gateway game because there's not a whole lot of decision making going on. Although you will find about halfway through, you're like, oh no, I messed something up because I wanted to do this and I didn't do that and I wasn't thinking ahead. Um, so there's there's definitely a lot of good decisions to make here, but it's also super easy. Uh, again, Casual Gamers is very accessible. My kids loved it. Um, there's just a lot of a lot of fun to be had with this game. And again, it's gorgeous. I love it a lot. So Sagrada made number five for me this year. Number four is a co-op. It's the first co-op to make the list uh, this year. And I believe actually it's the only one. So uh, it is Professor Evil and the Citadel of Time. Again, I believe I've reviewed this one here on the show, so you can go back and listen to the full review. But it's a great little co-op, beautiful board where you are trying to break in because there's this Professor Evil and he's gone back in time and stole stolen artifacts, these great, you know, pieces of history. And you're trying to sneak around his mansion and undo traps and security measures and things like that and steal them back and there's this very cool clock mechanism in the middle of the board that moves around and once it gets past certain points then the professor takes one of the artifacts that's in the mansion and locks it in his vault and it's basically a race to four you want to get four artifacts out before he puts four artifacts away if you do that you win if he does it the game wins it's just a really cool take on on co-op gaming each player has a certain uh a specific deck of cards for the character that they choose and those characters all have different unique skill sets so one is good at picking locks or one is good at movement or one there's there's all they're just they're different so it's very teamwork oriented and it's it's just a blast it's a really really fun game this one's published by passport game studio that's uh that's professor evil and the citadel of time it's number four for 2017 Number three is Custom Heroes from AEG. I We've talked about this on Board Games FM, and I think, uh, I think some people may be thinking, like, oh, Custom Heroes, that's kind of like Mystic Veil, right? Well, that similarity begins and ends with the fact that you have overlays that you are sliding into a card sleeve to change the card. So yes, there are similarities. If there are similarities between Magic and Sushi Go because you're playing with cards, then yes, there are similarities between Custom Heroes and Mystic Veil. Uh, But Custom Heroes is is ladder trick taking some pe- there's a discussion about if ladder games are trick takers and all that whatever but custom heroes is a ladder trick taker and the cool thing is is you get these enhancements that you can slide into these cards and it changes them so you can make a set or a run or whatever once that hand is over all those cards are shuffled up so all the cards that you just changed to make more powerful or less powerful 
are being randomly redistributed amongst the players. So it really starts to mess with the deck and there's no like perfect knowledge of all the cards that are out there. Like you can try to keep track of some stuff, but it gets really hairy really fast when you try to do that. It's a fun game. It's great. You'll notice this with a lot of the games that I've picked for this top 10 list. Again, it's another one that's super accessible. It's a very easy type of gateway game because casual players understand trick-taking and it's something that they can play really well. My boys love this game. We play it a lot with them. So um, a Custom Heroes is just outstanding. The artwork's fun and very anime tropey. <laughs> you know, like a lot of overused things, but intentionally done as sort of an homage. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this one a lot. Very, very glad that it's in my collection. Custom Heroes is a lot of fun. Okay, number, number two. So these next two games that made my top 10, my, my top two for 2017 are not very casual friendly. They're not very accessible. They're not really gateway games, but uh, they are great games nonetheless. And number two is Yokohama from Tasty Menstrual. It is a worker placement game that features modular boards, and that means something because you are not just placing worker workers on the board, but you're also moving your CEO or your manager piece around and using him to activate different abilities um, in the different locations on the board. There are a million things going on with this game. You have to have a pretty good sized table to play this game because it is sprawling and it is involved and it is it's glorious. I don't even have the deluxe version of it and I am so in love with the components and the artwork and just the way this game looks when it's set up. It is grand. It is it is it's just amazing it's a spectacle to look at when you set this game up and you put all the tiles out and all the different locations and all the different resources and everything that's involved in it it's really really just a fantastic looking game and it is well it's my number two game of the year so uh, i really had a lot of fun with it if you are a worker placement fan you will enjoy this one it's a lot of fun Again, that's Yokohama from Tasty Minstrel Games. Okay, we're here. We're at number one. And that is... Are you ready for it? All right, it is The Godfather from Simon Games. This is designed by Eric Lang, and it is... It is very accurately described as Lords of Water Deep, but you can kill people. <laughs> um, the main premise is that you are controlling a family in the Godfather realm, my storyline, and you can send thugs into businesses to shake down the front of them. You can send family members on the borders of areas of turf that contain multiple businesses and they shake down the backsides of those businesses. So there's two different ways to gather resources, but those resources allow you to do really cool stuff like do jobs that 
include car bombs and killing off other family members and literally you take those figures and put them into the Hudson River um, it is a really really well designed game that is strongly thematic but not at the cost of making the game clunky or not work the themes work with the mechanics so so well I just I loved it from top to bottom the components were so cool there's these little tin suitcases that you have as a player and that's the only money that you score the only points that you score are is what goes into your suitcase so you have to do certain actions during the game to actually get the money in there during the game because otherwise any money that's just in your hand doesn't doesn't do anything for you we got a couple turns into the game and i was just like man this thing this just clicks this is a really solid solid game i loved it a ton and um i can't wait to play it more and more i i haven't gotten it on the table as much as i thought i would last year but the times that i did i was just blown away by it and in my opinion it's very deserving of the game of the year for this year so congratulations to simon and eric lang i love this game a ton again congratulations to all of the top 10 finishers there were such razor thin margins on where everything got placed it was a great a great year for gaming there were a lot of great games that came out there were a good handful of games that didn't make the list that they should have, but I just didn't have room for them. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to, uh, again, just say congratulations to Simon for The Godfather, Corleone's Empire. Very enjoyable game. That's my game of the year here on That's How I Roll. And I want to thank you. We're going to bring this episode again. Thanks so much for listening. So excited for 2018. Lots of lots of stuff coming at you soon. Um, there are a ton of games that I'll be doing reviews of coming up in the next weeks. So stay tuned for those because lots, like I said, lots of good games came out recently in the last part of 2017. And there's more on the way for 2018. Don't forget to uh, write in at theologyofgames at gmail.com and answer the two legit questions that I asked last week. I'll be bringing the feedback loop back on next week's episode. So uh, I will continue that conversation. Those questions were, uh, what are your gaming goals for 2018? And what did you learn from 2017? If you want to hear my answers, you can go back one episode and I go into full explanatory. I that's not even a word. I go into full explanation of my answer of both of those questions, but I'd love to hear your answer so that we can have a conversation about those. And I want to just bring this one to a close by saying thank you so much. If you like the show, please share it. Please like us, subscribe to us on iTunes, give me a rating, a review. We really, really appreciate that stuff. And if you want to enter that contest, again, just follow at Theology of Games and tweet at us using the hashtag TOG Roll. Give us what your game of the year is for 2017. Give me that game title and that hashtag, 
and you're in for a copy of Spoils of War. All right, that's it for this week. Stay tuned. Coming up in just another day or so, there is a special installment episode of That's How I Roll. We teamed up with Tuesday Night Games Podcast to do a special episode 8, The Last Jedi Rundown full of spoilers and opinions that aren't worth much but it's a lot of fun you're gonna like it it's coming up very soon so be on the lookout for that all right that's all i've got (laughs) thanks again for listening i'm jeremiah isley and you know that's how i roll Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.